When I was younger, it bugged the life out of me when old people would wear glasses on their nose. Just griped me. Never understood. What the heck is up with them? Well, I'm starting to understand it a little bit. A little bit. You know, vanity, vanity. You can not wear them or not see. So, Turn to Isaiah 65. Start out there tonight. I hope you leave tonight encouraged by the Word of God. Sunday school, we've been studying about the power of God, and we find all that in the Word of God. It talks about His power. There's just power even in the Word of God, in the spoken Word of God. We're going to look at that tonight. Isaiah 65, verse 1 says, I was sought by those who did not ask for me, I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I have stretched out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good. Look at those next words. Not good. They're according to their own thoughts. If you're here tonight and you have your word, I want you to raise it up. Oh my. Listen. There was a day coming. There, there was a day years ago when no one came to church without the Word of God. No one dreamed of it. How sad it is. This is a, a testament of why America is like it is. It's because of the church. <laughs> oh me or oh my. Well, I can tell you, I have nothing new for you. There ought to be great sighs of relief all across this body when I say that. Because if it's new, it's not true. And if it's true, it's not new. Listen, when we walk after our own thoughts, no good becomes of it. No good. I had some come, someone come up to me a while ago and said, do you like me? That's not good. I, I, that's more courage than what I'd ever have. I mean, there's only about three people I'd want to ask that question to. And, and they're all family. <laughs> they have to like me. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God... I've got a new King James that says, It's living. I love that. It's living and it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. I love this last part. It says, It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. We start walking after our own thoughts. It's not good. We need something in there discerning our thoughts or we'll be asking, do you like me? My question is, should it matter if you like me? Beware when all men speak well of you. That's not a problem for me. Look, everyone has enemies. We, we find our comfort. We find strength. We find direction in the Word of God. And the church has laid the Word of God down. 2% of, of, of the population in what we call the church reads the Word of God every day. Two out of 100 people. Is it any wonder that the, the church looks like the world? But I, I believe that we don't want our thoughts discerned. Because the Word of God... You know what? We need to quit spending so much time on Facebook and get in the in-your-Facebook. 
Because I believe that's why we spend time on that computer and not in the Word of God. Because everywhere you look, God's got His finger in your face. Turn away. Repent. Touch not the unclean thing. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Listen, there is a way that seems right unto man. Seems right. But see, we're not to walk after our thoughts. It seems like if I'm nice enough, it is laughable, isn't it? That I'm going to get to heaven. Man, I gave up on that a long time ago. The Word of God tells me. The Word tells me that my hope is not in me. Aren't you glad? Listen, that's why it's called good news. He commended His love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for the ungodly. My hope has never been in me. Ever since I turned my life over to Christ, when I heard the good news, it was just like, how in the world can anyone not want to get saved? This is, this is the best let's make a deal I've ever seen. I'll become sin for you. All you do is repent. You turn of your ways and you receive this gift. That's good news. That is great news. So, let's, let's go to Psalm 1. Oh, how I miss pages rattling in, in the body of Christ. Verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates whenever he has time, whenever he can fit it in a schedule. Now look, we wonder why the church looks like the world. God gives us the remedy. But we will not meditate on the Word of God day and night. I, I, I'll I, bet I can count on one hand the people I know that meditate on the Word of God day and night. One hand. Well, you don't know my schedule. God does. God's given you breath. He gives us a mind. Now look, the only way that our thoughts can be changed is by what goes in our mind. That's deep, isn't it? If, if, we, if we sit in front of a TV all day or if we sit in front of a computer all day, spend hours watching something, that has entered our mind. Now, we just read in Hebrews 4.12 that the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts. It tells us where did this thought come from. Without the Word of God inside, nothing discerns our thoughts. We walk by feelings. That's why people leave church. There are people who will leave church because they're, no one likes me. You know, if I only went places where I thought people liked me, you realize how limited? I'd save so much gas money. We, you think everyone likes you in Walmart? You understand, we, God has made us accepted in the beloved by what Christ has done. We are part of the family of God. The Word of God tells us that. There is such direction that comes from the Word of God. Because it, it tells us in Psalm 119 that His Word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. We'll finish reading in Psalm 1, I'm getting ahead of myself. If we meditate day and night, it says, 
He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Well, I know, brother, but I, I'm telling you, it's just, I'm busy. If, if you and I are too busy to meditate on the Word of God day and night, we are too busy. I think it's in uh, John think it's John 6, 63, where Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I mean, God speaks life. He's given us this book of life. We have a choice to read it or do other things. And this flesh, every time we want to start in it, just says, oh, after this show. After I'm done reading something else. After, after I do the dishes. After I... The enemy never says don't do it. He says wait till later. Just like praying, wait till later. You understand that whatever goes in you is you are conforming to. You are. Whether it's in your mind or whether it's something through your mouth. We're being conformed to whatever we eat. We are products of what we eat, both in the body and in the spirit. We everyone can look at us and tell what our eating habits are. Listen, people can look at us and tell what our spiritual eating habits are. Because out of the abundance of the heart, this mouth speaks, and thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Sin is not a serious thing in church. It's not a serious thing. Well, my, it's just not. Proverbs 16, verse 2. Oh, how we need the Word of God. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Verse 2. Proverbs 16 says, All the ways of man are right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Now, I'm all right. Because if you read in Corinthians, Paul talks about this group of people who compare themselves among themselves. And he says one thing about them. He says, they're not wise. Because you and I can make ourselves look good. All we got to do is just pick some scoundrel. I'm just going to pick on Cody. I'll compare myself to him. Well, he's no good. And now what we do, we find someone, we find someone who's probably not even saved. We say, well, at least I'm not like that. And so it just feeds this flesh. You say, yes, I, I'm, I might be bad, but I'm not that bad. Listen, that's what we do without the Word of God inside us discerning our thoughts. Because I'm telling you, you get in this thing and immediately God is in your junk. Right now, you cannot harbor a bad attitude and meditate on the Word of God. Talking in Sunday school about the power in this Word. You know, Jesus said, that if you will forgive men your trespasses, your Father in heaven will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, He said, your Father will not forgive you yours. Oh, I find hope in the Word of God. Isn't that good to know? That ought to keep everyone from harboring unforgiveness in their heart. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, you will not make heaven. I'll tell you that as sure as I'm standing here. That's why I believe 
that the, the crowd, the line, everything in heaven is going to be so full of surprises because there's a lot of people who have come here who won't get there here. Because Jesus said, wide is the way that leads to destruction. There's going to be many there, too, but narrow is the way that leads to life, and there's going to be few that find. We, we believe that the church today, we can do what we want to who we want. We can say what we want. Our lips are our own who is Lord over us. We forget that Paul said, What know you not? That you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And if you defile the temple, something happens. Remember what happens if you defile the temple? He said, I'm going to destroy it. But we believe that we can put whatever we want in our body. If I want to drink, I'm going to drink. Jesus drank wine. We're crazy. We're crazy. Well, it's just it's it's just a little bit. If it's all right to drink a little bit, I wish I'd have bought a draino, a bottle of draino with me. And all I'd want you to do is just lick the lid for me. If you've got enough faith to drink to drink and believe it's okay, then surely you can drink draino. This is what happens when we don't meditate on the Word of God. I do not believe a spirit-filled man or woman reading the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God every day can be comfortable drinking. No way. No way. No way. No way. I don't believe that. God calls us on the carpet. But no, you can't do that. Now, if any man be in Christ, not in church, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Oh, I still think there's a line of cousins waiting on me just to, just to have a beer in front of me. Thanks to see. Told you. Knew it wasn't real. I knew he'd come back. Isaiah 55. Gosh, those of you who have Bibles, would you just rattle the pages louder when you turn them? I'd feel better. And verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Remember? We walk in a way that's not good after our own thoughts, right? God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. They're not. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Well, I don't read because I don't understand. The Word of God says, I, I love this illustration. He said, for as... For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there. Have you ever seen it rain up from the ground? How about snow? You ever seen snow start on the ground and then just go towards heaven? Three feet and all of a sudden, an hour later, you got an empty yard. It's all just floated back to heaven. What a great illustration. God said, that's the way my word is. It comes. It's meant to do a job. It's not going to float back to me void or empty. He said, it's going to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Well, I know, but I just don't understand it. I, when did we become smarter than God? It's we're, 
we're not called to understand. Who can understand everything in the Word? Oh my gosh. If this old hick can. Here's what I understand. I was a drunk. God saved me and delivered me. That's all I need to know. That's enough for me. That'll hold me till I get on the other side. All I know is he commended his love, his love toward me. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. It's what the Word of God tells me. Listen, you want encouraged? You get in the Word of God. The, the, the church, I'm going where angels fear to tread. The church is on antidepressants. The church is. The church is. Because we will not read, meditate on the Word of God. The church is. When I was growing up, you never heard the word bipolar. Do you know why? Do you know why? It had another name. It had another name. I'm serious. They've changed that name. And you don't hear this name anymore. Does anyone know what it is? It's manic depression. You, how many, when was the last time you ever heard someone have manic depression? No one has manic depression, but they're bipolar. And I'll tell you what, if, if, if they would call it what it was, no one would be glad to be bipolar. I'm a manic depressive. You know what? Get in the Word of God. If you need encouragement, get in the Word of God. It's, and depression's real. It's real. Everyone's been depressed. But we're not called to stay there. We're not to live on Depression Boulevard. God has given us something to encourage us. Everyone has stuff in their life. There's no exceptions in this room. From the youngest to the oldest, everyone has stuff. Everyone. Don't get mad at me. Get in the Word of God. Isaiah 34, 16 says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Read it. Nowhere does He say. Read it if you understand it. Read it if you have time. Read it if you can fit in your schedule. He says, read. Meditate on this Word day and night. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Young believers get saved. I tell them, dive in the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. It'll keep you. It will keep you. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Trust is faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing, yeah, Romans 10, 17. You need a jolt of faith? Get in the Word of God. Memorize Scripture. Memorize it. It's good for you. Memorize it. We can memorize batting averages. Carl Edwards is now second in points. He got passed up. We memorize that stuff. I'm talking about NASCAR for those of you who looked at me like I'm on their plane. I am. I ain't no doubt. You're right, brother. Get in it. You know what's sad to watch? It's sad to watch someone who used to and don't anymore. Oh, golly, that's sad. It's a slow death. A slow death. You might say, well, I don't have time to read. We have, we, our house is full of kids. Been there, done that. We had four kids and not once did someone say, Oh my gosh, there went yesterday and we never ate. All of us just forgot. And yet, 
we say that about the Word of God, which is a whole lot more important than Wendy's. Because we labor for the meat that perishes. Jeremiah 20. Rattle them loud. Oh, I encourage you, church. Get in your Word. Pick it back up again. The, the, the church is as crazy as the world. Jeremiah 20, verse 7. Oh Lord, You induced me and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and have prevailed. I'm in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out. I shouted, violence and plunder. Because the Word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, I'll not make mention of Him nor speak any more in His name. But His Word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. That's what happens. This Word of God gets inside of you, and I'm telling you, it starts churning. It'll start a fire inside of you. When you start reading about the God who's measured out the heavens with a span, that's from that fingertip to that fingertip. God says He measured them out with a span. Genesis 18, when God told Abraham Sarah was going to conceive, what did Sarah do? She laughed. And we find in verse 14, God asked a question. I love the question. He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Oh, listen, when you get in the Word of God, it is just, it will start pumping you. It will do something to you. It will stir your faith. You'll start believing all of a sudden that all these things that seem so unattainable, as we read about our God, say, well, heck, yes. This can be done. You're a young mother. Oh, you get the Word of God in that boy. You get that Word. You get the Word of God in that boy. You read the Word of God over him. There's nothing more powerful you can do. You read the Word of God to him, even as he sits there. You got him at home in your arms. You recite Scripture to him. Do it. It will not return void. You get that Word of God in those kids. Get your kids to junior church. Get them to Sunday school. I'm telling you, it's wild out there. It's wild out there. They've got to have the Word of God. Those nuts that are making laws now are the ones that we raised. And you think this generation's something. You wait till the next one. This is another day. This is just another day. You come to church on Sunday morning, I pass gas stations. Everyone's got their have fun clothes on. Everyone is mowing grass, having yard sales. Sunday's another day. Well, what's your beef, brother? The Word of God says it's a day of rest. We're not to be doing that stuff. I believe that's why there's so much sickness that goes on. We were meant to rest. We were to have a day of rest. I come in on Sunday nights in the evening. I always ask Ed and Brenda, I said, did you get your nap today? Ed will usually say no. Brenda says yeah. I say I'm with Brenda. I I live it right on Sunday. I got three swings, two swings and a rocker, a double rocker, and I find one of them 
on Sunday afternoon. You can believe that's where you'll find me. I am catching Z's, checking my eyelids for cracks on Sunday. Because God has made Sunday to be a day of rest. And I'll tell you, I'm one of them. If you've ever been around my house, I don't like sitting. I'm not a sitter. I like things done. I like things around my house neat. So there's always stuff that needs mowed. There's always stuff that needs cleaned up. There's wood that needs sawn up. There's all kinds of things. And and Sunday, I just I I I put myself in a full nest and say, "You're not moving, bud. You are not going to move. That that can wait. Tomorrow's another day. Let's do something. God will bless. Let's rest. Because that's what the Word of God says, right? That's what the Word of God says to do. I'll be encouraged by the Word of God. God, so many people look at this as uh, a restriction so that we can't get out and have fun. But I'm telling you, this is a shield to keep the enemy away from us. This is, we're to guard our heart with all diligence. When we get this Word of God inside of us, we, the, the enemy will find hard to deceive us because we have something discerning our thoughts. If I'd have just been on my feet and someone asked me if I liked him, I, I, I just said, <laughs> that's without the Word of God. That's what we do. We want man's approval. We want man's approval. But Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I love that scripture. Nothing will offend them. Nothing. You come to me, you come to Patrick, say, Brother, I got a beef with so and so. They made me mad. And I've got, you're telling on yourself, that means you do not love God's law. Uh huh. When we love God's law, he said, Nothing shall offend them. How about your marriage? And I thought it was quiet before. Nothing shall offend them. Nothing. Do you think I'm making it up? Are you, have, did you turn there and look at it? Psalm 119, 165. Gweed, you're there. All right. He, he looked at it. It's there. Nothing shall offend them. Why? Because we got the Word of God discerning our thoughts. Oh, I know it's true. Second Timothy 3. We were talking in Sunday school this morning. We were just reading what Jesus said. Jesus said, love your enemies. I'm going to tell you, this might be a hard pill for you to swallow. You got enemies. You got enemies. Oh, yeah. No matter how sweet you are, how cute you are, you got enemies. The Word of God says you love your enemies. You bless them and curse you. You do good to them to spitefully use you and persecute you. Some, pe- some people do it spitefully. You ever been used spitefully? Isn't that nice? Listen. What did we just read in Isaiah 55? God said, my ways are not your ways. Someone comes to you with some heat. They got something to say to you. We know Proverbs 51 says, a soft answer. Yeah. God says, my ways ain't your ways. What's our way? Someone calls you a bum? You want to cuss them out. I didn't say you do cuss them out. I said you want to cuss them out. Don't look at me like that. I still remember what cuss words are. Doesn't mean I use them, but I still I still want to use them. 
I don't, but I will tell you what, I want to. Yeah, I still remember them well. That vocabulary is still back there. Oh, yeah, it's still there. I could, I could come out with them right now. Uh-huh, I'm serious. That's in me. That's in that fallen nature. That's that nature that needs crucified. It's, there ain't no sense of sitting there looking all spiritual. Everyone's got this thing inside of them. Listen, our hope's in the Word of God. Something's got to discern those thoughts. Something's got to discern them. If we don't have anything to discern our thoughts, we'll come out with it. I mean, you'll hear people say, well, at least they know what I think. That's not always good. You imagine doing that in your marriage? Let me know how that goes for you. No. I know that when we have our disagreements, Marshall will say, tell me what you're thinking. I say, not yet. Not yet. You're going to have to give me time on this. Because if I tell you what I'm thinking right now, it'll just get ugly. Er, I believe that's the wisdom of God. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. 2 Timothy 3. Start uh, with verse 12. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Are you listening to this? But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse. Doing what? Say it out. Deceiving and being deceived. And how do they deceive? Because the church is not discerning because they do not have the Word of God inside of them. That's how you could, you and I are getting deceived. All the craziness that's going on, even just since I've been saved 28 years now. People having the gift of colors and, good gosh, dancing in the Spirit. Now, now I'm getting weird looks. Do you know there's no such thing as dancing in the Spirit? I'm still getting weird looks. You can dance. I dance. I'll dance. But dancing in the Spirit is not in the Word of God. Shit, well, I'll tell you. you know, I dance in the Spirit. No, you're full blown. You don't. You dance for the same reason I dance. I dance because I want to dance. David danced with his, all of his might before the Lord. Nowhere does it say he danced in the Spirit. Verse 14, But you must continue in the things which you've been learned and been assured of knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to do what? Are you listening to it? That's why I say, you pump the Word of God in that boy. You pump it in. I don't care how old he is. You pump it in. It will give him wisdom. It's able to make him wise. Jackson needs to be wise. The world's going to need an evangelist soon. Get it in him. You and I need to get it in us. They're able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Look at verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good word. For every good work. Look, look. That's the in-your-face book. We don't want corrected. We do not want even the thought that we could possibly be wrong. Especially us men. And especially from our wives. I told you I was going where angels fear to tread. It's true. Uh, any any man will receive correction. He would re 
received correction from a brother in a heartbeat, but if his wife told him the same thing, he'd say, what the heck are you talking about? That's that stinking fallen nature is what it is. It's called pride. When the Word of God is inside of us, listen, it corrects us. It corrects us. Because there's a way that seems right unto man. Hey, brother, you need to be getting off me. It's July 3rd. It's Sunday night, and we're here. Get off my case. I'm telling you, God will get in your face and tell you, get in His Word. Get in His Word. It's kind of crazy to think that anything else is going to change us. I mean, you you sit there a second. I want you to think of a typical day in your life. Think of a day in your life. Get up. If you're like me, take oatmeal, put it in a bowl with some water, hit the microwave for 2.30, put a little bit of salt in it first so it doesn't stick together, get it out, eat breakfast, and do whatever the day brings. And then start thinking about lunch. I like to fix a couple of sandwiches. Done two sandwiches every day, right? He knows. He sees it. And a bag of pretzels. But not a big bag. Listen. We could go on and on and on. We could talk about our routine. Where in that is God? Where is time in God's Word? We we have time. Do you know that you don't have any more time than what I do in a day? Or any less? We all have 24 hours in a day. We, You know what we do? We make, for, we make time for what we want to do. Oh, we do. That's a great race last night. Anyone watch a race? Where are my NASCAR fans? That was a good race, wasn't it? Great crash on the last lap. I love a green-white checker. Love the pile-ups. We make time for what we like. That's my whole point. We would rather do anything than read the Word of God. Anything. 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 Some of us would rather mow grass than read the Word of God. Yeah, I know. Or carry drywall. Or pour concrete. And anything but the Word of God. And it's, isn't it amazing? We fight the very thing that can bring us life. Listen. When we lost our son, life changed around our house. When you lose a child, your life will change. It will change. And Marsha had, she was having a time. I think it's because she's mother. Mothers have a different bond with her kids than what a dad has. I love my kids, but I did not carry them. I did not bear them. She did. She carried them. And she was... She was going through a time right afterwards where I I would say she was depressed. But about two months after he was gone, I started coming home to a different wife. There was something about her was different. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew something was different. She was happier. And she told me a couple months later, she said that God brought her to a place. And he said, Marsha, you just simply have to trust me with all of your heart and lean out on your own understanding and go on or forget it. Because this is not going to work for you. 
And so every day, she started getting in the Word of God every morning. She would pour the Word of God inside of her. I saw it. I saw it transform. I saw it. It is possible to lose a child and still have fullness of joy. It's possible. It's possible to lose a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister. It's possible to lose a job. It's possible to go through life and have about everything can happen, happen, and still have fullness of joy. You stay in the Word of God, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Stay in that Word. You start reading about what God has done and He said He will do for you and I. He will. I'm going to break this to you as easy as I can. We die. We die. We die. Everyone dies. No one here is an exception. Everyone, it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. So if we all die, I want, when our thoughts of dying are so negative, oh, they are. I mean, pe pe people are scared about having some disease come on them. We, we, we're absolutely crazy. We fight everything we can do to stay here. And the Word of God tells me, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I know, but it's so nice here. Look. Read the papers. Watch TV. It's wonderful here. It's This is Eden. Paradise, isn't it? It's what we used to say at work. Another day in paradise. You understand, you and I need to be spiritually minded, not carnal minded. We have the world, the enemy has tricked us to set our affections on things on earth, not things above. Our citizenship is in heaven. Oh, church, encourage yourself. Do yourself a favor. Get in the Word of God every day. Make your pastor's life easier. Make your life easier. Get in the Word of God every day. Make time for it. Eat it day and night. Get it. I've, I've heard people say, well, I don't need the Word of God. I mean, I just, I know it. Really? Recite Genesis for me. The whole chapter. 1 through 50. Just recite it if you know it so well. Listen. We read it in Matthew 4, the tempter came to Jesus after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, said, if you are the Son of God. What did he say? It is written. You want your marriage to survive? You better get in the Word of God. Amos 8. Turn them loud. Verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. We are in that day. We're in that day. You can't find the word of God in many pulpits today. You cannot find it. In that day, the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria, who say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Beersheba lives, 
they shall fall and shall never rise again. There's a famine in the land. And you know what? The church is malnourished. I remember the, the commercials that come on about uh, save the children. And it, I mean, those are sad pictures to show that the kids that are that big around have been suffering from malnutrition. I think that's America's church today in the spirit. There's a famine for the work. You can ask uh, Brother Clifton. He'll do counseling. Ed, or Daryl will do counseling. And I, When you sit down across the table from either one of them, you're going to sit there, and both of them are going to have this open. This is what you're going to get. This is the counsel we need. Now look. Take time and make time. Your relationship with God is so, so tied with this world because your faith in Him will grow as you read about Him. Just like your marriage. If you spend no time with your spouse, you're not going to have a very good marriage. We found out a long time ago if we didn't fight for our time, we fought when we did have time. And so when... The, the little dudes were little dudes, not little now, but when they were little, we would get a babysitter and we'd go to McDonald's and we'd get a Coke and we'd be gone an hour just to have time, just to stay boyfriend and girlfriend and not mom and dad. And I want to tell you what, one day your kids go. I remember Mar Marcia saying uh, just as soon as the last one left, oh my gosh, honey, it's it's just me and you now. I said, I'm trying to find a problem with this. I said, remember, that's how it started. Just me and you. But you, you've got to have years of nurturing. Or you'll just look at each other when your kids are going to say, who are you? Listen, so it is with our relationship with Christ. It's got to be nurtured and nurtured and nurtured. We find it in the Word and prayer. But His Word speaks to us. My gosh, it speaks to us. He says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Did you know God said that to you and I? I love you with an everlasting love. Line that up with your thoughts. That's why He says, "My thoughts aren't your thoughts; my ways aren't your ways." We don't. We aren't loved because we deserve to be loved. One more scripture, and then we'll get out of here. Encourage you to read the Word of God. Read the Word. Make time. Take time. Read the Word of God together with your spouse. 1 Peter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the Word. Next five words. You see them? What's it say? Yes. That you may grow thereby. I know, I know people who have been saved 20 years, who are still sucking on a binky. 20 years. Because without the Word of God is what causes growth in us. We will, we will be stagnant. We will be old grumps without the Word of God inside of us. Because as I read the Word of God, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. I don't walk by feelings. I think you don't like me, I'm going to go on. He don't like me. 
I know he does. He tells me that all the time. <laughs> I pray for him. He needs to pray. Let's everybody just pray for him. Remember him. Listen, you ask God, God, there's two things I want. I want a desire for your work, the sincere milk of the word, and I want discipline. That's what the church lacks. We're to make, he said, make disciples. That's where we get the word discipline. We need to be disciplined. Just like we eat three meals a day, some more. Am I the only one sometimes eats more than three times a day? Listen, we need to ask God, give me a hunger for my spiritual food. Because it's what's going to last. It is what's going to last. It's amazing. I mean, it's a war. It's a war because I'll be sitting over there with Marcia and and a service hasn't even started, and I'm already thinking about a chicken sandwich. I'm serious as I can be. And the sea salt fries, Wendy's got. You ever had them? They're good for you too. All that salt and grease have to be good for you. Look, I, we could talk about Adonis Pizza. They got great salsa or or Olive Garden. But but see, as as much as that stuff stirs us, we need to be that stirred about the Word of God. About our spiritual food. What? He commended his love towards me while I was yet a sinner? He died for me? Tell me more. You're wetting my appetite. That's what our God is. Isn't it amazing? This very word Jesus used when he rebuked the enemy, he said, it is written. It's, it's, it's what you and I have. We have those words. What the heck are we doing? You get in Ephesians 6 where it talks about the whole armor of God. Man, this is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. If you take that God's Word, if you just separate and say G-O-D-S-W-O-R-D, God's Word, if you just move that S over, you can say it's God's sword. That's what that is. God's Word is God's sword. He's given it to us. Look. Get hung, shake the dust off of it. Every any time I get up here, I'm going to try to embarrass you by not bringing. I'm telling you, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I I see people I swore would never ever leave the Word of God at home, and they do. The word the Word of God has to have preeminence in our life. You got to be able to mark it up, don't you? Man, you you see that script? You got to. Whoa, you got to highlight that. Don't tell me you memorize it. You can't highlight that in your memory. Get in. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. You and I need something discerning our thoughts. When the enemy comes and he says, Yea, hath God said, you can say, The Lord rebuked you. It is written. It is written. Just like that. Let's stand. After all that, Thanks for coming out. If you knew you was going to get that, you'd stayed home though, wouldn't you? <laughs> Thanks for coming out. I do, it, I'm glad you come out on a holiday weekend. I, I just pray that the Lord blesses you. Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I do ask a blessing upon your people, Father, who have made an effort to come out. I pray, Father, that this night you would plant something deep inside of us. Lord God, that we would be disciplined, that we would take time day and night 
to meditate upon your word that it would fall on good soil and bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold in our lives, Father, that we might be trees of righteousness. You're planning that you're glorified. Father, we pray that you would just simply let that word have its way in each one of our lives, that you would run junk out of us, stuff that does not bring you glory, Father. I pray you would raise us up to be a disciplined people, that we would grab ourselves every morning and say, this day, this day, we meditate on the word of God, that it might change us. Lord, I just ask you to be magnified in this body of believers in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a great weekend.